Welcome everybody to episode 16 of the Bright Verde podcast. This is your host Marcelo and we got plenty to talk about in this episode. So it's been a while uh, since we've been on. Yesterday I recorded and the audio file was corrupted and I was pissed. Okay, because I have to do it all over again. But it's all good um, because I enjoy doing these podcasts. Um, So we got that Saharan dust going around. I feel like I got COVID-19, but it's just allergies. I just sneeze like four times in a row that I never do that in my life, Um, which is wild. But we got the water going on. I gotta be healthy. And okay, so let's go over what we gotta go over. First of all, the episode, uh, the previous episode, episode 15 with Tom Webb. I gotta talk to you guys a little bit about that and give you guys some backstory into what happened, how I managed to get Tom Webb to get on the podcast. And it wasn't really hard work. It was just coincidence. Um, Okay, so my logo, not the one that I have now, the one that I previously had. The reason why I changed it is because Austin FC and Tom Webb had reached out to me telling me that I couldn't have that logo. Now, did I know that I could have potentially run into this issue when I first started the podcast? Yes. Did I go about it anyways? Yes. Did I know it was going to happen this soon? No. But I'm glad it happened this soon because we're just building the brand and it's all good. You know, like we can change the, the logo no problem. And which is what, what we've done now. But Tom Webb was a gentleman. He was super cool about it. Uh, He reached out to me via Twitter. Um, You know, we then uh, started emailing each other real quick. And then he called me and, um, you know, he he explained it very eloquently. And I, I, I understand. And, you know, I can't get upset because it's not my, you know, it's... I'm I'm you I'm borrowing elements from the logo and I I understand that that could potentially be a you know a copyright issue so it's all good I had already come up with different logos and my uh my friend Kaylee who designed the logos for me she had designed like four different logos for me to choose from we just went with that first one um but this one that I have now I really really liked it and it was my second choice but honestly when I when I dropped the new logo, I think I got even better response from this new logo than the previous one. And I think it's because it was just more organic. It's not really borrowing any of the elements from the Austin FC logo. And I think I like it more. And I'm not just saying that because I have to use it now. I genuinely... Uh, I think it's just a more natural, organic... You know, it feels more personal rather than the previous logo. So shout out to Kaylee. Um, if you ever need help with logos, feel free to hit me up and I can get you with Kaylee. She's fantastic. Um, and then she'll be able to hook you up. Um, but yeah, so 
that's the reason why I got Tom Webb, but he was super cool, and I really appreciate it. Shout out to Tom Webb. Um, but if there's anyone that uh, anybody who you would like me to talk to on a podcast, get them featured, let me know, and I'll be more than happy to get uh, to get started on that. Um, I would love to have more features into this podcast. Um, but moving into the main topics of the pod, so we have. Hector Moreno, rumors. We have the St. David's Performance Center. We have MLS's back tournament. We have general seating memberships and supporter uh, memberships um, news on that front. So to get started, let's talk about the big one, I think, is Hector Moreno. Um, the rumors started going because Hector Moreno liked a, a tweet regarding the... Um, the Black Lives Matter movement from Austin FC and the protests that were going on a few weeks ago and that are still going on, but they were obviously starting a few weeks ago. And I think this may have been blown out of proportion, but it also doesn't help that Hector Moreno, for example, is continuing to talk about Austin FC. And in an interview, uh, he said, and this is from Chris Bills, uh, from the statement, the statesman um, who reported this on Twitter. You know, from the interview, he's saying that the league is growing really fast, obviously MLS. Uh, he says, if I speak with my teammates, Carlos Vela, Jonathan Dos Santos, etc., they only have good things to say. And then when he talks about Austin FC, he said, I saw the tweet when they started building the stadium and I liked it so much. Why wouldn't I? It's amazing what they are doing. And then he says, I have a contract here and I don't want to disrespect Al Garafa to say I want to go. I'm happy here, but of course, if they want me, I would go. And he says that he has not spoken with anyone from MLS or Austin FC. Now, this is interesting because I don't think anyone would randomly talk about this if there isn't some sort of interest whether that interest is coming from Austin FC or Hector Moreno himself, that is a different discussion. I think I think it's both both parties. Um, but I think Hector Moreno is more um, more interested in Austin FC than Austin FC is in Hector Moreno. And I'm going to tell you why. From what we know, Austin FC is not planning to use any of those DP signings on positions that are not of attacking-minded uh, positions. Um, so it just does not make sense that they would go for a DP who is not an attacker. It also goes against the most recent policy uh, that MLS clubs have been implementing when it comes to transfers, and that is young young players who can be sold later on to Europe for you know more money. With Hector Moreno, he's not young, and you're not going to get a cent from him later. He's already going to... If he does come, he's, he'll be pretty much coming on a free. Um... So I, I just, w with that new policy in mind, it d d does not make any sense for me. 
Um, and I would love to know what you think about this transfer rumor. Um, I do think that Hector Moreno is probably more interested in Austin FC uh, because, you know, it's close to Mexico. Uh, the city is great. It's growing. Um, it's it's starting to get very popular in many different areas. Um, the, the climate is great. MLS is great, you know, and there, he has other Mexican national teammates here. So it makes more sense on the Hector Moreno side than on the Austin FC side, if that makes any sense. So whether he, you know, he is a good player. He's a good defender. He's a good defender. But as a new franchise, you know, I think we should be more focused on attack than defending. And this just goes across the board when it comes to MLS. If you notice, the defending quality in MLS is not great. You know, n nobody talks about MLS for, for the great defending that happens here. It's quite the opposite. Defending here is pretty poor. And what MLS focuses on is on the entertainment aspect, which is on goals, attacking, flair. And that goes on the opposite end of the pitch. So I, I don't buy it. I don't think it, he would be a great signing for Austin FC. I think he would be a decent player if he were to come maybe not as a DP and not earning a lot of money. I think he would be a, a really good player. He has a lot of experience. He likes to play um, from the back, you know, which is what Josh Wolf wants. Um, he has um, a lot of uh, leadership qualities, which is good for a, a, a new team. And, of course, he's from, from the Mexican national team. So he's a renowned player who has a lot of, you know, World Cup experience, Gold Cup experience, international caps. You know, these are the type of players that you do want in, in the locker room. So I think he'd be a good, a good signing for Austin FC, just not ideal and not a great signing in my opinion. But let me know what you guys have to say about Hector Moreno. I'll be really interested to see, uh, to hear your opinion. Moving on to the St. Davis Performance Center. So I'm not going to spend too much time here, but um, the St. Davis Performance Center was um, the the ground was broken uh, yesterday, and it's a 45 million dollar training facility on East Palmer Lane, uh, and there's a lot of good information here. So this is uh, I got it from Capital City Soccer. Fantastic work by Capital City Soccer, by the way. Um, and pretty much the um, it, it'll be the home away from home for players and staff. And the soccer operations staff will be headquartered in the St. Davis Performance Center. And it will also serve as a headquarters for Academy General Manager Tyson Wall and the Youth Academy program. So the youth players will also be in the St. Davis Performance Center, which will bring them close to the se the senior players, which is a really cool uh, way to unite both of them. Um, it's a 23-acre complex uh, featuring four full-size pitches. Three of them are natural grass, one of them is artificial turf, and then one half-size pitch. Um, it's going to be in a 300-acre complex called the Palmer Pond Development. So the 23-acre um, complex will be part of this Palmer Pond development, which is 300 acres, 
It's going to be a business park with retail recreation areas being developed by the Palmer Innovation Center. And it also includes, obviously, as the name suggests, a pond. It has an 11-acre pond. The screenshots, the images look great, the renders. Um, it's going to be really cool to, to see that come to fruition. Um, and then there are some possible benefits to the St. David's Performance Center. Uh, a park and ride to and from the stadium on game days. Away game viewing parties. Those would be super fun to attend to. Recruiting tool for signing new players shows Austin FC's commitment to MLS and fans and connects youth academy players with senior first team players. Yeah. Um, and it does show the Austin FC's commitment to MLS and fans because, you know, having these away game viewing parties, uh, park and ride from, to and from the stadium on game days, it just shows that Austin FC is really um, invested in having that experience for the fans. You know, making this really a team for the fans. So I applaud their um, pursuit of that. So I'm super excited about the St. Davis Performance Center. I'm probably going to check it out and be there as well. And if there are game uh, viewing parties, I will be sure to be there. Uh, maybe interviewing people, uh, being part of that experience. So um, if you have any ideas on that, let me know. Um, I'd be more than happy to do any of that and then let's talk about mls is back so this is obviously um shared a few weeks ago this official mls is is back it's a tournament um that's gonna it's going to um what do you call it it's before the regular oh it's in between the regular season and the points for the group stage here are going to go towards the regular season. The winner of this tournament is going to be, is going to earn a CONCACAF Champions League spot in 2021, as well as a lot of money. I think it's like a million dollars or something like that. Um, it's 54 matches, 26 teams and six groups. Um, so there's going to be a group stage followed by knockout rounds. It's going to be all in or in Orlando at the ESPN Y World of Sports Complex at the Di at the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. Holy shit! Say that again three times back to back. Impossible. So many W's. Um, so it's gonna be a group stage followed by the knockout rounds, and then um, the group stage counts towards the regular season. Um, and let's see what. Okay, so. July 8th is when the group stage begins. So just in a week or so, uh, MLS is back. And then from July 8th until the 25th, that's the group stage. And then from the 25th to the 28th, that's the round of 16. And then there's a two-day break. So on July 30th, it's the quarterfinals to August 1st. Then there's a four-day break. Then August 5th through the 6th is the semifinals. And then there's a five-day break. From the semifinals to the final, which is on August 11th, um, the groups have been uh, drawn. Let's see if I can get those groups. So, group, let's see, Group B. Um, let's go actually by by alphabetical order. So, Group A is it uh, is part of the Eastern Conference group that has Orlando City, Inter Miami, New York City. Philadelphia Union, 
Chicago Fire, and Nashville. So that group has six teams. And then Group C or Group B is in the Western Conference. That has Seattle, FC Dallas, the Whitecaps, and the San Jose Earthquakes. And then Group uh, C is in the Eastern Conference. Toronto, New England, Montreal, DC United. And then Group D is Real Salt Lake, Sporting KC, Colorado Rapids, and Minnesota United. And then Group E is Atlanta United, FC Cincinnati, the Red Bulls, and the Columbus Crew. And then Group F is LAFC, LA Galaxy, Houston Dynamo, and Portland Timbers. So a lot of good groups here, actually. And let's see, I think the toughest group... Well, obviously, aside from Group A, which has six teams... But out of those six teams, I think the strongest one is probably New York. Um, New York and possibly Philly. Um, those are the strongest groups, I think, of Group A. But obviously, you, you have to take into consideration the climate. And, you know, I think teams that are more used to playing in the heat have an advantage, especially with everyone being so out of shape. So Orlando could do good and they're kind of playing from home essentially so they should do good um group c is also really tough you got toronto new england montreal dc united um group f of course you have lafc and la galaxy and the timbers that's a tough one um but yeah so that is the mls is back tournament um let me know your predictions on who you think is going to win I think it's a toss-up. I mean, everyone's really out of shape. You can't even, like, you know, predict who's going to do good here. It's a preseason tournament. Um, but I think as I think it's fair because the group stage happens, right? Everyone's out of shape. Everyone's trash. They're all going to play a few games, get into rhythm. Those games will count towards the regular season, which is fair because everyone's out of shape. And then you have that World Cup style tournament where the knockouts begin. You know, teams start getting more into rhythm, more into shape. The the pressure starts to kick in for for this uh, tournament. And then towards the end, uh, those teams that are going to do better, they're more they're going to be better prepared for the regular season when it comes back, and they deserve it because they they did better in in the tournament. So. I think it's a good it's a good idea to kickstart MLS again. Uh obviously due to COVID. So yeah, I'm super excited for MLS is back. Um I'm gonna get ESPN plus and just start watching it um and see how it goes. And then a few more topics that I wanted to go over because I didn't get a chance to do it because of the um, you know, the feature that I did with Imani Williams about Black Black Lives Matter and then with Tom Webb. Um, I also, I, you know, LA Galaxy parted ways with Alexander Katai after his wife, T, mocked and said police should kill protesters and describing them as disgusting cattle. Okay, that's a weird, you know, paragraph. And I have a, some things to say about this. First of all, what kind of name is T? And second of all, how do you dis- like? 
what goes through your mind describing people as disgusting cattle to begin with? And then saying that police should kill protesters. What do protesters do to you that you feel so strongly about to want police to kill them? I don't understand. This person is out of their mind. And what I wanted to also talk about is how LA Galaxy and Alexander Katai mutually, and I'm doing air quotations, mutually parted ways. I don't know how the hell this can be mutual, you know, unless Alexander Katai openly went to LA Galaxy and MLS and said, hey, I don't want to, you know, be part of this club because my wife said this, this, and this. It does not make any sense how this can be mutual. I think it's pretty clear LA Galaxy and MLS parted ways with Katai. Um, and if that's the case, I have a problem with that because Katai didn't say that. Alexander Katai did not say that. It was his wife. And granted, if my wife ever said that, I would divorce her because that's disturbing. Uh, calling them disgusting cattle and wanting uh, police to kill protesters. But even even still, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if firing someone because something your wife said is is good, in my opinion. It's not... It's not equal, man. Like it's 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 not the same. It's you know, you, you your wife is somebody else. You can't control what they say. So that was just in my mind since you know that happened and I wanted to talk about it. That was so weird. Um and then general season tickets, so we're going to wrap it up with general season tickets. Um So Tom Webb and Andy Lufnane had said that um you know that they're in the process of rolling out the general season tickets and the supporter season tickets um and it's true today actually uh, my buddy he was able to place a a deposit for general seating which is pretty cool and then other people are saying uh that they're reporting getting emails um asking them asking supporter memberships if they want to translate that or not translate that but to turn that into a general seating ticket so it looks like they're in the process of finalizing that and getting the ball rolling when it comes to releasing the information and actual um booking people for general seats and supporter section seats um man i want to sneeze so bad it's goddamn saharan dust uh so that's pretty exciting uh and i'm super pumped that my friends get to also you know be part of this uh luckily for me i have that amazing uh premium terrace seat which you know i'm bragging about but it's all good because i earned it and it's dope so uh yeah so expect something soon expect something soon about that and I'll be sure to talk about it in, you know, the next pod if if they get released at the time. So if you want to get uh, some merch with the new logo, 
hit me up. Um, I I also want to get a, a merch with a new logo. I haven't gotten one yet, but I think I'll get it soon. Um, follow us. Follow Bright Red Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can follow the podcast on Spotify and then subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Um, I would really appreciate that. I appreciate the love and support. It means the world to me. So thank you for um, listening to me. And if you guys ever want to um, f- want me to talk about something specific, just hit me up on Twitter at Marcelo Pro DFC. And, or you can just hit us up on any other social media platforms. Um, on Instagram and Facebook at BrightVertipod. And yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, I'll see you guys in uh, next week. Peace.